0: This is the Word of God from Matthew chapter 2. It relates to the Christmas story. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, some of your translations will say magi, from the east they came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. We looked at that idea last week. And Jerusalem was troubled with him and he assembled the chief priests and the scribes of the people and he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And then they told him in Bethlehem of Judea for so it's written by the prophet and you O Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. What a promise. Awesome promise of prophecy that from you, one will come who will shepherd my people of Israel. And then Herod summoned the wise men secretly. And he ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, when you have found the child, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and they worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. O oh Lord, may you remove from our eyes this morning the veil of familiarity. It is so easy, Lord, to put our ears on autopilot and our heart on autopilot because we know this story. By your mercy and grace, would you reach into the depths of our being and touch us and help us to see this scripture in a fresh and powerful way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you saw the title of the message today. If you did, if you looked at it, you might be a little puzzled because the title of today's message is Be the Star of the Show. Now, theologically, that may be a little weird for you because you're probably used to hearing Pastor Zach stand up here and teach and say and even sometimes shout. Don't be the star of your own show. Make Jesus Christ the star of your show. So it may seem a little weird to you. It may seem a little strange to you to look at that title where we're encouraging you to be the star of the show. Here's what I want to do today. I want for us to study not a person today, but a thing. I want for us to think about the star that we read in the story, the star that guided the wise men. And I want for us to think about some descriptive words that might be able to describe not only the star, but us as well. And I want for us to use that for our Christmas message today. Be the star of the show. What exactly does that mean? Well, you see, if you have your notes, if you have your bulletin in front of you, we're going to talk about three characteristics that are true of this star. But if we were to take a step back and say not only... Are they true of the star, but what if they were true for my life as well? How would my life be different if these descriptive words are not only true of the star, but they're true of my life? And then we're going to get into some important questions. Because it's one thing, isn't it, to stand up here and say what I ought to be doing or what you ought to be doing. But there's always questions surrounding that, isn't there? Why? Why is that what my life should look like? How? If it's so important, how do I do that in my everyday practical life? It's one thing to listen to it. It's another thing to achieve it, right? And then we're going to talk about what. But I want for us to think about the story. And I want for us to look this morning at three important characteristics that are true about this star. Now, I brought the star. This is actually the very one. (laughs) This is actually the star that has been banished to my garage you may know this about me and if you're new you may not but pastor zach starts celebrating christmas around october i'm one of those guys i don't need your judgments (laughs) and i have a tree in the garage because i'm not allowed to decorate before well i don't even know when i'm allowed to decorate i just started in the garage in october and Sophia felt, my daughter, my youngest daughter, felt so bad that I had a tree and lights, but I had no star. So she made me the star. And so today, this is our star that we read about in the scriptures that rose and guide the wise men or the magi all the way over to find where Jesus was at. This is the star that we're thinking about today and the three characteristics that I want for us to think about. And these are, these are given to us in our notes uh, in In ways that relate to us. And so the first one is. Be bright. The star that took these wise men to Jesus. Was shining so bright. That that from a galaxy away. All the way up to that star. They could see it. It was shining so bright. It cut through the darkness. It cut through the distractions. And it guided these men. Who were so intent. On finding Jesus. That they could lock their eyes on it. And they could. Walk all the way because they saw this star. Because it was bright. Do you know that in the word of God. Jesus says to his followers. You are the light of the world. Do you know that it says that? Jesus says to his disciples. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before people. That they can see your life, your good works. And they can glorify the Father who is in heaven. And so as we, as we, and it may be strange for us to just look at the star in the Christmas sermon this morning, but as you think about the star and you think about how brightly it must have radiated light, I want for us to think in terms of that as well. What if, what if this Christmas, you not only made sure that you spent time at the feet of Jesus, but you understood this challenge to guide other people as well. Think about how powerful that would be. That's what the star did. It not only came to the place where Jesus was, but it guided other people to come as well. How? With its brightness. With its brightness. Now if you're thinking about this this morning and you're listening to what Pastor Zach is saying and you're saying, how in the world can I be bright and bring people to Jesus or to guide people to Jesus or to usher people into Jesus? I mean, I'm in a bad mood half the time. Maybe you're thinking that this morning. Maybe you're thinking this morning, well, I can do it, but it needs to be in the second half of the day because before that caffeine kicks in, i got to tell you that I'm not a very bright Morning star, okay? Maybe you're thinking right now about the brightness of the star and what I'm challenging you with and you're thinking to yourself, man, that sounds good, but I just got to tell you, half the time I don't feel very bright. Well, here's what I want you to understand. We're going to go on in a minute to the second characteristic, but before we do that, I have to tell you something's very important for all of us to understand theologically. Shining Bright for the Lord has nothing to do with our strength. It has to do with the reality that for those of us who shine bright because we have a relationship with God, we shine bright not because we're special, because we're awesome, because anything else except for the reality that God has changed our life. And so in the spirit of the star... I, what I want to do today is share with you uh, an acronym for STAR. So, if you're struggling with how to understand or how to shine bright for God this holiday season, or even beyond this holiday season, looking into 2020, and you're thinking, how is it that I might be able to shine bright like the star? that I might be able to do what Jesus called me to do, which was to let my light shine before the world. I just feel like I keep striking out on that. How do I do that? Well, let me give you an acronym, STAR. The S stands for son, the son of God, the son of God. This is something that God does in us. So the son of God transfers. That's a key word. It's something that Jesus, the Son of God, transfers into our life. We don't have to buy it, we don't have to find it, and we don't have to earn it. Shining brightly in the kingdom of God and for the world to see the goodness of God is something that Jesus transfers into our life. The A, write down if you're making notes, the word all. Jesus transfers all And the R, righteousness. Do you know when you see people in the kingdom of God and you say, they just are so on fire for God. They are so bright. Their light is shining so brightly for King Jesus. What is it about them? This is what it's, I'm going to peel back the curtain and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what it is. This is what it is. Jesus has done something magnificent in their life It's not in their own power. It's the righteousness of God that has been given to them. It has uh, rearranged their life. It has transformed their life. It has changed their life. They're no longer who they were. They're a new creation in Christ. And that's how people shine bright and help guide others to the Lord. Now, I've said a lot on that and I want to move on, but I just want you to understand this morning as we're thinking about Being the star of the show, we need to be bright. Not only do we need to be bright, but if you're making notes this morning in your bulletin, I want to invite you to write down, not just bright, but accurate. Be bright and be accurate. That star that the wise men followed came and rested in exactly the right spot. Now, We probably in our culture have a real difficult time with directions because we're so connected and dependent on our phones. (laughs) But have you ever needed to get somewhere and your phone was jamming up or you were getting bad reception and it just keeps saying rerouting, rerouting and your stress level is going up because you're about to be late? And you're thinking to yourself, man, I just wish this thing would be accurate. I just wish this thing would get me to the right place. Well, here's what I want you to understand about the original GPS. It was accurate. It took those wise men right to the spot where they needed to be so that they could encounter Jesus. And how does that apply for our lives? Well, here's how it applies for our lives. And I I will be... Clear and frank, I'm speaking directly to people who have already given their life to Christ. We have to make sure that if somebody is following the light that we are giving to the world, that it actually brings them to Jesus. We have to be accurate in our own ways. You know, that star took these wise men right to the place where Jesus was. And you know what that caused me to ask myself as I'm studying for this message? If people followed my life, where would it take them? Now that's a good question to ask. And in fact, I want to I challenge you, believers, brothers and sisters, who are here this morning in... Some of the moments between now and new, new Year, would you challenge yourself? Would you think to yourself, would you look back over 2019 and say, in 2019, if people were following my life as the wise men followed the star, would it take them to Jesus? And if the answer is yes, celebrate. Praise God. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's great. That's that's what it means to be an evangelical is to not only embrace the gospel, but to encourage other people to embrace it as well. And take some time and think about 2020. 2020. Uh, What needs to be true in my life so that I can be used by God like God used the star to, to help? Seeking people who were hungry to experience the presence of Jesus. What needs to change in my life so that those people around me arrive at Jesus? You see, the star was bright. And the star was accurate. Another thing the star was, consistent. We don't get this because it doesn't say it explicitly in the scripture. But there was perhaps a two-year time span between the time that Jesus was born and the time that the wise men arrived uh, by following the star. You may say, well, that doesn't sound like that GPS worked very good if it took them two years. No, it was just a long way away. You know, one of the most prominent things we learn about that star when we go back and if you go back and look at it again in the scripture, it was consistent. The scripture says that it rose and it and it led the wise men all the way. And here they are with Herod. And then they have this interaction with Herod. And then they leave. And you know how they find Jesus? Because the star was still consistent. How does that apply to our life? For those of you who are here who are believers, how does that apply to your life? May I speak to you a word of the importance of consistency in the coming years? Maybe today you're here and you've got this smile painted on your face because you know this is Christmas service and everybody's supposed to be happy at Christmas service. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you're working through some things in your life and it's, and, it's, and it's really starting to make you wonder, is my brightness going to, uh, to burn out? May I just remind you of the importance of consistency. You see, the star didn't just rise and bring the wise men a quarter of the way or half the way or even three quarters of the way or even nine tenths of the way the star was consistent and guided them all the way to Jesus. So to the employee here who is really struggling to continue to be a great follower of Jesus in your workplace, I say to you, well done. Keep going. We all know that that can be difficult. We all know that there are those People that maybe frustrate us and maybe you're in corporate life and sometimes you just feel so driven and and your time is just so pressed and you have a hard time seeing where it is that you make a difference in the kingdom of God in your workplace. Just keep being bright and guiding people to Jesus. To the parent who has been praying and praying and praying and you say 2 years that's fast compared to how long i've been praying for my child i remind you of the star was just consistent just kept going kept guiding them right to the place where jesus was and i encourage you parents who are continuing to try to influence your children for christ be like the star be bright Be accurate, but be consistent. Maybe it's not the parent trying to guide the child. Maybe you're here and it's you as the child trying to guide your parents, your mom or your dad or your guardian, to really, like the wise men, get to the place where they're in the presence of Jesus and they bow down and worship him. Be bright, be accurate. And be consistent. You see, those are true characteristics of this star. But isn't it also true that they're important characteristics for us in the kingdom of God. That our light shine before men. That we're accurate in where we're bringing people. And that we're consistent. These are important characteristics. But you see, there's some important questions. Why? Why is this important? Pastor, I've got a hundred things I've got to worry about on a regular basis. I've got bills. I've got friends. I've got family that maybe live in my house or maybe they don't. And I have to text with them and call them and counsel them and work with them. I've got all these things that I need to do. I don't need to add one more thing. Why do I need to be bright and accurate and consistent like the star? Well, I'm going to give you two words. I invite you to write these down if you're making notes. One purpose Two pleasure, purpose and pleasure. Those are really two good reasons why. Those are two good motivators for why. Go back to the scripture. That star was created in order to bring the wise men to Jesus. That was the star's purpose. Do you know this Christmas that the Lord is more about many things rather than just creating a holiday for us? This is what I would say to you. That Jesus that we celebrate and we sing away in a manger. Let me tell you something about that Jesus. He has a plan for your life. And that's the most amazing thought that God wants to do something. He has a purpose for you. He caused that star to bring those wise men to Jesus. And he has a purpose for you. So why do I need to shine bright? Why do I need to be accurate? Why do I need to be consistent? Because God has a purpose for your life. Second, pleasure. Pleasure. You say, well, I thought going to church wasn't supposed to have any pleasure to it. I thought it was supposed to be a drag. I thought I was supposed to feel bad about myself all the time and feel guilty. No, listen, quite the opposite. When we are fulfilling the purpose for our life, it is the most pleasurable thing that you can possibly imagine. Go back with me in the scripture, if you will. Look back in Matthew chapter 2. Specifically, specifically in in verse 10. When they saw the star, because it had rested over the place where Jesus was, okay? When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I can think of no better thing than for God to use me to bring somebody into the presence of Jesus. And they are so excited. And I just step out of the way and I let them have their moment with God. But I look at this moment and I look at them rejoicing that they now know God. Rejoicing that they're walking with God. Rejoicing that their life is being shaped by the word of God. I see them rejoicing and I just think to myself, there's nothing I would rather have happened in my life. Than for God to use me. For that to happen. Pleasure. Why do I need this in my life? Why do I need to be bright and accurate and consistent? Because that's what we were created for. And when God uses us. There is no. Other. Feeling. Like it. It's awesome. You. You. You might be walking with God today because of the labor or ministry of someone else. Think about the moment that you gave your life to Christ. And think about all the people in your history that prayed for you, that shared with you, that was patient with you, <laughs> that walked with you. Think about the joy that they must have felt when you experienced joy In God. This is why. This is why. We need to shine bright for the Lord. Our lives need to be accurate in pointing people towards Christ. And we need to be consistent with people. Because that's what we were made to do. And when people rejoice in Christ. And we had a part in that. A small part. It's an amazing thing. How? How do we do that? That's the second question. Is it How do we accomplish this in our life? This morning, I want to give you four ways that we can shine bright, be accurate, and be consistent. Now, I'm not saying these are the only four ways that there are. You probably, with any certain amount of level of creativity, can come up with four more. But I want to share with you four important ways. And this can be true for any of us. If you've been a believer for 50 years, or if you've been a believer for five minutes... These four things in your life can help guide people to Jesus. So that this year, it's not only true that you are focused on the, on the reason for the season. But in addition to you being focused on the Lord, God is using you to bring other people to him. These are four ways that God can use that. I'm just going to list them for you and say a word about each one of them. The four ways are our words, our actions our values, and our attitudes. Our words, our actions, our values, and our attitudes. Now again, just to orient where we are, this morning we read the Christmas story, and oftentimes we read it and we think about it from all these different angles, the shepherds, the angels. Last week we thought about it from the avenue of King Herod, the wise men, Mary, Joseph, well, today we're looking at it from the angle of the star that brought the wise men. And we said the star was bright and it was accurate and it was consistent and it brought people to Jesus. Now, if that's going to be true of my life, what needs to happen? How can that happen? So that's what we're talking about. Our words, our actions, our values, our attitudes. These are important things in our life. Each one of us have these four things. We have words. Now some of us use our words more than others. We have actions. Every time we interact with people. We leave an impression with them. Every time you interact with someone. You walk away and they have a thought. They have an impression. Every time you interact with them. And speak with them. They have a thought. Or they have an impression. And as people who have the light of Jesus inside of us. I think. And I would argue that the Bible teaches. That the Lord wants to use. Our verbal interactions. And our nonverbal interactions with people. To help guide them towards the Lord. Most of us would understand that. We wouldn't argue with that. But values, maybe we haven't thought about values. See, values are the things that influence our words and our actions. So, values are important to us as well. Now, values are simply things that are important to us things that we love, things that shape how we see the world, things that shape how we organize our life, things that shape what we spend our money on, things that shape what we think about, what we laugh about, what we celebrate. What we value literally shapes everything about our life. And so it's important for us to think about if we want to be bright for God, accurate, accurately pointing people towards Jesus and being consistent, then our values need to line up with that endeavor and attitudes. I don't have to say much about that. You've all had that experience, haven't you? Where somebody was super mean to you or rude. Cut you off, and then you look at their bumper sticker. Have a nice day in Jesus' name. <laughs> you have experienced, haven't you, somebody who presents themselves as a follower of Christ, but their attitude makes you go, Wow, I know I'm not supposed to be the judge of all souls, but my goodness, judge a fruit, you know, judge a tree by its fruit. I won't keep on there. We need to move on. Uh, But you understand what I'm saying, don't you? Words, actions, values, and attitudes. When you're thinking about, could I be like that star? Could God use me to guide others to where Jesus is so that they can worship him and rejoice in his presence? I would say to you, those four things are really important. If you have that hunger in your heart, For God to use you like he used that star. Now you may be looking this morning. You may be looking at that going. Oh I really need some coaching on this. I really need some biblical teaching on this. Because I'm going to be honest with you. As I make that list and I look at that one. I am not killing it there. I can tell you that. I need God to really work on me there. At the risk of sounding like a commercial. I will just tell you this. The month of January. January. The entire month of January is reserved for us teaching about how God can transform us in our personal life. Personal transformation. Here's the good news. God not only wants to, he can change your life. In any one of those four areas. If you look at that and go, I need God to transform the way I use my language. He can and he will. If you can look at that and go, you know what, my actions are a little Uh, non-representative of of loving God, and I need God to transform him, he can and he will. Attitude the same way. Values the same way. The good news is this. God is a God who transforms people. And as we think about being like the star, we might be thinking to ourselves, I need some work first. I want to promise you that the God that we've been singing to The God that we're thinking about in scripture this morning, that God is a living God. He's alive today. And he is a God who transforms lives. So the last question is what? If you have your notes and you look down, the last question is what? And that question means, what is my next step? Because the reality is this, for this message, this message and the truth that it brings to our lives, we're all in a different place. You and I are in a different place spiritually. You and the person literally sitting next to you, you're in a different place spiritually. So what my step might be coming out of this message today could be a little bit different than what your step is. But the important thing for us to think about this morning as we think about being bright and accurate and consistent, and we've talked about why that's important and how we can do it, the, the really ending question is, what is your next step? As a pastor, I always love the feedback from messages where I step off the platform and and somebody comes up to me and they say, uh, oh, pastor, listen, that was a great sermon. You know who really needed to hear that sermon? Was my cousin's aunt, uncle, brother, who just is really in a bad place. And I just want to say, oh, I love you so much, but you need to hear that sermon, right? What is your next step? You know, I hope that your cousin's uncle's brother's Friend or whoever, I hope that they hear it online and that God works in their life. That's fantastic. But listen to me this morning. What is your next step? What is your next step? Maybe your next step this morning is not to be the starts, to be the wise men. And maybe this morning for the first time in your life, you just need to come before Jesus and just give him everything that you've got in your hands. You know, that's what the wise men did. They came into his presence and they literally kneeled down and they worshiped him and they gave him everything that they had in their hands. That is a definition of a Christian. It's not the belief in the existence of Jesus. Virtually every world religion believes in the existence of Jesus. What sets Christianity apart? It's doing what the wise men did. Kneel down. Worship. Bring everything to him. That is what faith in action looks like. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe your next step is to refocus your heart And your agenda over the next several days so that Christmas doesn't come and go and you're just caught up in the cultural aspect without being focused on Jesus. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe your next step is to make sure this Christmas you come into His presence maybe the next step is to be like the star and to shine bright and to not only come into the presence of Jesus, but bring somebody with you. Listen, I love you, but I don't know what your next step is. That's really literally between you and God. But I'm telling you and I'm begging you and I'm pleading with you and I'm exhorting you and I'm challenging you. And I'm believing in you that whatever it is, you take the next step.